Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. I'm Lynn Walker, an immigration partner at Minor and Landis, and I want to share some breaking news that is very important because it affects international travel. With the holiday season and peak travel time upon us, it is really essential to understand the COVID-19 related travel restrictions and requirements that have been recently implemented. If you have been following us on our podcast and LinkedIn, you may recall that on November 8th, President Biden revoked all previously issued presidential proclamations that created the COVID-19 country-specific travel restrictions. These restrictions prohibited entry into the U.S. of immigrants and certain non-immigrants with specific visas from more than 33 countries unless they qualified for a National Interest Exception, or NIE, while at the same time permitting a diverse group of foreign nationals and U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, and certain of their qualifying family members to freely travel between these countries and the U.S. The administration's justification for these regional travel bans was to implement science-based public health measures to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. Although these regional travel bans claim to be based in science, such claims were at best disingenuous. If we have learned anything about the COVID-19 pandemic in the past 21 months, It is that this disease does not discriminatorily infect people based on their country of citizenship, country of origin, or immigration status. Science has shown us that individuals are equally susceptible to COVID-19 infection, whether they are U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, or non-immigrants. U.S. citizens are just as likely as any immigrant or non-immigrant to become infected with COVID-19 and transmit the disease to others in the United States. So when the Biden administration announced on November 8th that it was revoking these country-specific travel restrictions, we celebrated because it seemed like the administration was finally going to implement science-based measures to help curb the spread of COVID-19. In place of these regional travel restrictions, the administration was going to require masking, a negative COVID-19 test three days before boarding a flight to the U.S., and proof that the international traveler was fully vaccinated against COVID-19. It appears, however, that we were too optimistic and a bit premature in our celebration. Approximately two weeks after rescinding all COVID-19 travel restrictions, The Omicron variant of COVID-19 was detected in South Africa and some of its neighboring countries. On November 26th, a new presidential proclamation was implemented that suspended the entry into the United States of immigrants and non-immigrants who were physically present in South Africa, Botswana, Eswatini, Lesotho, Malawi, Mozambique, Namibia, or Zimbabwe, during the 14-day period preceding their entry or attempted entry into the United States. Once again, the administration's justification for implementing this regional travel ban was to implement a science-based public health measure 
to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. It should be noted, however, that this travel ban has the exact same weaknesses as all of the prior travel bans, as it does not apply to U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents, foreign diplomats traveling to the U.S. in A or G visa status, certain family members of U.S. citizens or lawful permanent residents, and air and sea crew traveling to the United States on B, C, D, H, or L visas. Individuals who do not fall within these exceptions, such as F1 students, O1 visa holders, and non-crew member H&L visa holders, must first secure an emergency appointment at a U.S. embassy, most of which are still operating with a highly restrictive schedule and staff, and then apply for an NIE, which states that the travel ban does not apply because these individuals are entering the United States to provide vital support or executive direction for critical infrastructure or significant economic activities in the United States. Individuals who do not fall within these exceptions, such as F-1 students and O-1 visa holders, as well as non-crew member H and L visa holders, must first secure an emergency appointment at a U.S. Embassy, most of which are still operating with a highly restrictive schedule and staff, and then apply for an NIE which states that the travel ban does not apply because they are entering the United States to provide vital support or executive direction for critical infrastructure or significant economic activities in the United States. In response to this presidential proclamation, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol issued guidance for airlines through the Carrier Liaison Program, which states in relevant part, any NIE granted to a non-citizen under previous proclamations are void with respect to the proclamation of November 26th. So if you are a foreign national who received an NIE under any of the previous travel restrictions, these are no longer valid. If you have been physically present in South Africa, Botswana, Eswatini, Lesotho, Malawi, Mozambique, Namibia, or Zimbabwe during the 14-day period preceding your entry or attempted entry to the United States, you are required to apply for a brand new NIE. In addition, the CDC changed its testing requirement for international travelers on December 2nd. Previously, in order to board a flight to the United States, international travelers who were fully vaccinated, needed to present a negative COVID-19 test no more than three days before their flight, while unvaccinated international travelers needed to present a negative COVID-19 test no more than one day before their flight. As of December 2nd, all international travelers, regardless of vaccination status or citizenship, are required to present a negative COVID-19 test no more than one day before traveling to the U.S. by air. If the international traveler recovered from COVID-19, they may travel with 
one, documentation of recovery from COVID-19, such as a positive COVID-19 test result, taken no more than 90 days before the flight's departure from a foreign country, and two, a letter from a licensed healthcare provider or public health official clearing them for travel. We know this is a lot of new information, and as you know by now, this is a fluid situation which seems to change every week. So for anyone who is looking to travel internationally within the next couple of weeks, it is critical for you to obtain the most recent guidance. As always, Minor and Landis will continue to closely monitor this situation and will provide updates as they happen. Thank you for joining us this week. Disclaimer, the information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.